following is rated R. It contains violence, adult language, nudity, and adult content. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. <clears throat> it's 8.30 p.m. Tonight is Krampus Doct. It's the last night of Hanukkah. It's the second Sunday of Advent. Sunday, December 5th, 2021. And thank you for joining us for the Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead World Beyond online viewing party right here on blogtalkradio.com. Pardon me for just a quick second. The following is rated R. It contains violence, adult language, nudity, and adult content. Sorry, I need to take care of something real quick offline. All right. I am host. Host, I'm so sorry. Let me get a drink real quick. I have something in my throat. Okay. I am host Casey Shapiro, and special thanks to our host and sponsor, NDB Media, as well as thanks to Joan, who is here in the chat room to help me out tonight. Let me double check and make sure that she can hear me. Let's check in. And here's some thank you applause. Oh, boy. Roger has an 11 p.m. show. Okay, just so you guys have some fair warning here. Um, it's going to be a very late night, according to Joan. Fear is going to be on the air until 10.14 p.m. And then World Beyond is going to be on until 11.28. And I imagine that's because it's World Beyond's series finale tonight and then talking dead will be on and i will get to that in a bit but they have a surprise guest they have four guests and they've only announced three of them okay well i I have the timer on for this episode for our show so it will cut off before 11 in case of exactly some kind of thing that's going on but we will do what we can do um joan has fixed her buttons that she's got to do and so she can hear me and everything is good and copacetic so tonight's show as all shows contains spoilers up through the last episode and possible content from any current amc official promo materials so if you are a regular listener of our show you know that you got to be on your p's and q's and up to date all right typically we start a show about a half hour before the new episode airs live each week with recap from the previous episode and discussion of what is to come tonight. At 9 p.m., we will go dark or mute, and we will watch the new episode together and then rate the episode between 1 to 10, 1 being, oh, my God, kill it, and 10 being, this is perfect, please do this all the time. And we will give you commentaries during the commercial breaks. We will also give our listeners trivia on the show as well as the cast and crew including bios, birthdays, and more. This show is spoiler and comic free. So please don't discuss stuff from any spoilers that you've seen or stuff from the comics in the chat room or on the air. We prefer our discussions, reactions, and comments to be just about the show that is presented to us tonight. I do know that AMC Plus allows you to see the show a week in a bit. Pardon my hiccups, I'm sorry. A week in advance. And, you know, if you guys go and do that, that's fine. If you want to come in and talk with us, that's fine. But don't ruin it for those of us who didn't watch it. All right. Welcome to Fear the Walking Dead Season 7. Fear ran the usual front eight episodes up to tonight. And then it's going to go on break until February 2022. So tonight is the last episode of Fear until that break and the final episode of World Beyond ever, which is probably why it's running over time. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give you the updates on other shows and stuff. I haven't read those to you in a few weeks because it's a lot to read every single week. And we're not 100% certain that all these projects are still live. But um, so we know, obviously, what the first three projects are, it would be very clearly uh, Walking Dead Classic, Fear the Walking Dead, and Walking Dead World Beyond. All right, so in 2023, the fourth series is coming. The spinoff thus far is still unnamed, uh, which is going to feature Carol and Daryl. 
Uh, the series will follow Daryl Dixon and Carol Pelletier and premiere in 2023. Angela Kang will be the showrunner who co-created the series along with Scott Gimple, who is chief content officer. Uh, earlier than that, summer 2022 will be a fifth show, the episodic anthology Tales of the Walking Dead. The series is an episodic anthology, and by that it means a style of, like, say, old-school Twilight Zone or something, where each week is self-contained. It will follow individual characters from the Walking Dead TV universe, both new and old. Um, it, as of now, it is said that season one of Tales will have six episodes. So they're doing that weird episode size thing again. These are non-standard projects. I think a lot of these are just expanded mini projects that are keeping things going while I get back on track. Um, sixth project, Dead in the Water, that's the fear mini prologue that has to do with the USS Pennsylvania that was at season six of Fear. Um, seventh is an untitled villain spinoff uh, that Scott Gimple announced December 2020. And uh, we're not really sure what's going to go on with that. Uh, also, number eight is an untitled comedy spinoff, which is going to be very similar to Star Trek Lower Decks, but for The Walking Dead. And then the ninth one is a project that's already happened, but I keep track of it so that those of you who have missed it know it exists and can go back and watch. Um, there was a four-episode miniseries on AMC Plus this summer, it was on July 2021, and it had four different episodes, each one featuring a major character in Walkie Dead Classic. They did Daryl, Carol, Maggie, and Negan. And you can still see those on AMC Plus on demand. And the 10th project is The Walking Dead. Go behind the scenes of The Walking Dead and AMC's new docuseries, Show Me More. So that's on amc.com at some point. It is vague when it's all going to be happening, but I wanted to keep you guys abreast as much as I know, and that's what I know. All right, feel free to call in to speak with the hosts anytime tonight, 914-338-0314. We especially encourage you to call between 8.30 and 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You're still perfectly welcome to call at any other time during the live show but you will be screened and muted until the next, next commercial break where we can chat on the air. If the phones are not your thing, join us in our live chat room where you'll be able to listen to the show real time as well as download the episode after the fact. Links we usually post on our social media, on Facebook, uh, usually my Twitter and personal Facebook. You should be able to get the links that way. Uh, if you're unable to join us in real time this evening, you can still go to each episode link later on and download the broadcast as an MP3 podcast for later listening. Click on the cloud-shaped white icon at the top right of the page. You can also download this and prior episodes on iTunes. First, we'll give info on Fear the Walking Dead, and then afterwards, info on World Beyond. Um, so we'll get to the World Beyond stuff when we're pretty close to the end of Fear, because we want to make sure we get all the Fear stuff out while the episode's going. Okay, tonight's fear episode is entitled Padre. And just so you know, because this is an audio show, um, and you may not see this, Padre is actually spelled in all caps like an acronym, which it is. And they deliberately withheld that until this week. The official AMC synopsis is, Alicia enlists Morgan's help to search for a new home for her people, but Morgan soon learns the search is much more complicated than he imagined. And as I often do for you guys, I have two additional extended synopses articles. And let me pull the first one of those up. And this one is from bleedingcool.com, which is one of our secondary sources that we use quite a bit to talk about this show. This is, as usual, by Ray Fluke, who is their staff person who writes about Walking Dead shows. And I'm going to double-check in the chat room, see if everything's copacetic there. Um, yes, everything is copacetic. So let's go into the article. It's 8.39. So we got roughly ballpark 20 minutes. All right. Ray has to say this. Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 8, Victor Endangers Alicia's Padre Plans. 
after a chapter that we have no hesitation saying might be the best single hour the series has ever aired and one of the best of the entire Walking Dead series universe. Ray, um, I'm fairly certain that at least Joan and I are not on board with you with that statement. You're free to have your opinion. I will share it with our listeners. I don't necessarily back it. Um, Parenthetically, he says, check out our review of the portrait here, which was last week's episode. It's pretty clear that any road to redemption that Victor may have had has now been dynamited out of existence. Recommitted to showing those around him all of the ugliness he feels inside, Victor has Grace working in the tower in exchange for Morgan's life, and now he wants to be a creepy new dad to baby Mo. If this wasn't enough to light the final fuse in the war between the two, Alicia has returned needed Morgan's help. And from the title, Padre, it's pretty clear what the help involves. It's also, actually, I don't think it is clear what the help involves, although there's one photo that helps. It's also dangerously clear that now that Alicia has resurfaced, it's only a matter of time before Victor tracks her down. So with that in mind, here's a look at the preview images and overview for the mid-season finale, which also happens to be filling in a number of the blanks on Alicia's backstory post-nuclear blast. They have photos of a bunch of different stuff. You can see them on the link for our episode. They're in the carousel in the chat room. Uh, so I, It's difficult for me to explain this for those of you who cannot see them, so I encourage you to go see them. Um, there's the trailer, and that's all they've really mentioned, so I'm not going to get into any of the rest of that. I will go to the second um, synopsis for you guys, which is from oldfaithfulcomicbook.com. It's getting harder for me to locate commentary from them each week, and the reason it matters is because, except for Bleeding Cool and one or two other places, almost all of these sources are people that already watched it on AMC Plus and are totally spoiling things, and I, we try not to do that. So it's hard for me to read most of these people's synopses. All right, comicbook.com. Alicia looks for Padre and Fear the Walking Dead mid-season finale trailer. Um, as always, it has a spoiler warning for the portrait. And you guys should know better. Anybody who follows our show needs to be up to date with what is currently airing. So if you haven't watched up to episode seven last week, you are behind and you need to go fix it. All right. Alicia asks Morgan to help finding Padre, and they write it out as an acronym again, in the mid-season seven finale of Fear the Walking Dead. After being locked away in an underground bunker to lead Teddy's followers, survivors of the nuclear warheads he detonated to end last season, Alicia returned in the fallout of Morgan's second falling out with Victor Strand in the portrait. In Fear's final episode this year, Alicia and Morgan's mission is to find the fabled location behind Alicia's Alicia's season-long absence. In the season seven premiere, Will, Gus Halper, told Strand that Alicia was leading her people to Padre, an as-yet-unrevealed location safe from the radioactive fallout from Teddy's bombs. Padre is something better, Will told Strand. Remember, Strand threw him off the building. (laughs) Or at least the possibility of it, but getting there is a suicide mission. The trailer for Padre, airing today, reveals Padre is actually P-A-D-R-E, written in all caps, classified documents once belonging to Will's former boss, Senator Vasquez, called Padre, a way of rebuilding our country's future. There's a photo of a blue notebook that says classified. It has the seal of the United States of America on it, labeled secret. So obviously Senator Vasquez had some kind of clearance and had cookies with him. Getting back to the article, before they can embark on their journey finding Padre, Alicia and Morgan must first survive the red wave of contaminated walker guts sent their way. The portrait ends with Alicia's people firing on the dirty bomb zombies unleashed by Arno, played by Spencer Grenice, and the stalkers. Teddy's former followers who loaded the walkers with radioactive material from an undetonated warhead. Quote, when Morgan meets Alicia, 
I think there are a lot of questions hanging over that. Where's she been? Why isn't she in the bunker? What happened in the bunker? And who are all these people she's with? End quote. Co-show runner Andrew Chambliss sat on AMC Plus's Fear, The Walking Dead episode Insider. And those are all some pretty big questions, but Morgan doesn't get a chance to answer any of them. Before he can, some of those walkers who we were warned about, who had escaped from the tower, who were packed with nuclear material, they show up at the encampment, and they end up exploding before Morgan can get a single answer to any of the questions. And that is the last of that article. Let me pull that up. It is 845. I'm going to check the chat room real quick. Um, Joan has not mentioned anything further, so let's keep going. All righty. <coughs> Pardon. Tonight's episode, Writers and Directors Profiles, was written by Andrew Chambliss and Ian Goldberg, who are the showrunners, and directed by Michael Satrazemis, a.k.a. Satra. These three often work together, especially on critical episodes, you know, such as finales and openings or any major plot things going on. They're very hands-on that way. And Joan and I have opinions about that. <laughs> All righty. Profiles are kept short because we've talked about these guys quite a bit, so sh you should know most of it. And I'm just updating you a bit. Andrew Chambliss has been the co-showrunner for Fear since season four opened. He has been profiled multiple times before. Um, he was married in 2013, uh, baby son in 2017 or close to it. Chambliss has been heavily involved as a producer for once upon a time for several seasons from 2012 to 2017. He has been a story editor for Vampire Diaries, Spartacus, the version on Stars Network, Dollhouse, and Bionic Woman 2007 reboot. He has previously written or co-written 16 episodes of Fear, starting with season four, episode one, What's Your Story? He wrote five episodes in season four, five in five, four in season six, and two previous to tonight in season seven, the last previous being season seven, episode two, six hours. Tonight is his 17th episode that he has written for Fear. 14 of those 17 he co-wrote with Ian Goldberg. The other three were season four, episode one, What's Your Story, which was co-written with Goldberg and Scott Gempel. Season four, episode 11, The Code, co-written with Alex Delisle. And season six, episode 12, In Dreams, co-written with Goldberg and Nazreen Chaudhry. All right, Ian Goldberg has been co-executive producer with Chambliss and showrunner, along with Andrew Chambliss, since the start of season four of Fear, also. He's also been profiled multiple times before, studied at Emerson College, graduated in 2004, went to Phillips Academy, class of 2000, lives in L.A., he's from Myrtle Beach, married to Lisa Pemberton Goldberg since September of 2015. Goldberg also worked on Once Upon a Time as a writer and producer, as well as other TV shows. He has also previously written or co-written 16 episodes of Fear starting with Season 4, Episode 1, What's Your Story, and the last previous being Season 7, Episode six, episode 2, Six Hours. He wrote five episodes in Season 4, five and five, four and six, and two previous to tonight and seven, the last previous being Six Hours. Tonight is the 17th, but they are not the same 16 episodes. Uh, Chambliss and Goldberg worked a slightly different schedule. Um, Chambliss did not work on Blackjack, and Goldberg did not work on The Code. Fourteen of the 17 that he wrote, including tonight, um, co-wrote with Chambliss. The other three were Season 4, Episode 1, What's Your Story, with Goldberg and Gimple. Season 4, Episode 13, Blackjack, co-written with R Richard Dang. And Season 6, Episode 12 in Dreams, co-written co with both Chambliss and Nazreen Chaudhry. All right. Last but not least, director Michael Edison Satrazemis, nicknamed Satro, has extensive movie and TV credits to his name, so we will just summarize and update his entry. Satro was some form of camera operator for 15 episodes of Walking Dead, starting with Guts, Season 1, Episode 2, Way back in 2010, way back machine, da, da, da. 
He was second unit director of photography for three episodes until 2013, then became director of photography from 2013 to 17, ending with Walking Dead Classic Season 8, Episode 3, Monsters. He has directed 17 prior episodes of Walking Dead, starting with The Grove, Season 4, Episode 14, and I have to do what I always do when we mention The Grove. Where is she? Come on. Here we go. Just look at the flowers. I, I don't get to use that wave as nearly as often as I would like, so when I get an opportunity, I've got to take it. It's a moral imperative. Totally cribbing that from Real Genius. All right. Satchel has been co-executive producer for Fear since Season 4, Episode 1 in 2018 to Season 7, Episode 2, 6 hours. That's 48 episodes where he was co-executive producer. Then... He became executive producer from season seven, episode one, The Beacon, to now, which is just seven episodes before tonight. By the way, he uh, had last directed for Walking Dead Classic up to season 10, episode 11, Morningstar. I forgot to tell you that. All right. He has directed 18 prior episodes of Fear, five in season four, five in five, six in six, and two in seven. He will also be directing Season 7, Episode 12, which is after the break when we get back. And that episode that he's directing is going to star Aisha Tyler again. So I guess we will be hearing from Mickey, which makes me super happy because I kind of liked her. He's also directing Season 7, Episode 16, Season Finale. And that episode will feature Dwight, Grace, and Daniel. Uh, tonight will be his 19th episode, Directive for Fear. The last previous would be six hours. Okay, it's 8.52, check in the chat room, still doing good. Let's keep continuing while we can. Trivia about tonight's episode, Season 7, Episode 8, Padre. Tonight's episode is the 93rd episode of Fear Ever. Last appearance of Theodore Maddox again as a flashback. Last appearance of Will, zombified, slash, flashback. The title of the episode, Padre, is a word in Spanish, which means father. Uh, nobody listed is also starring. Co-stars are listed as Dennis K-E-I-F-F-E-R Kiefer as lead ranger slash tower resident three guard. Uh, this is his first appearance tonight. And Alex Kingi, K-I-N-G-I as Acolyte. He's a member of Teddy's Doomsday Cult and now subsequently the Stalkers. Uncredited, John Glover's Theodore Maddox archival footage. All right. Trivia for the last episode. Last week, episode seven, The Portrait, was the 92nd episode of Fear Ever. First appearance of the character Juliana, who was the artist. First appearance of Arnold, better known as Arno. He is the leader of the Stalkers, played by Spencer Grinese. This episode marks the return of Alicia Debnam Carey as Alicia Clark and Daryl Mitchell as Wendell to the series. Alicia Debnam Carey was absent since Mother, and Daryl Mitchell was absent since Bury Her Next to Jasper's Leg. I actually did not catch if there was any out-of-character reasons why they were absent. It wasn't all about plot. Maybe it was personal. Um, guess we'll find out. It's revealed that the men who sought Dwight, Sherry, and Mickey's help in Till Death were actually Alicia's men. It's revealed that the Stalkers are a rogue faction that split off from Alicia's group, meaning that they are former members of the Doomsday Cult. Nobody listed is also starring. Co-stars were Federica Rangel as Juliana, who's a resident of the Tower and credited as artist in the portrait. Uncredited Avaya Janil as Morgan, baby Morgan. Deaths from last week. Jennings confirmed fate. Jennings among the many crew members killed and reanimated while on board the USS Pennsylvania. His name can be seen on his uniform, which Morgan Jones uses as a hood in the portrait. No actor is listed. The character Holt, same thing. Uh, USS Pennsylvania, his name is on his uniform and Morgan is using it in the portrait. And also Sage. He is a member of Arnold's Stalkers. Played by Jacob Kyle Young, who was in Season 7, Episode 4, Breathe With Me. 
Arnold reveals that all of the stalkers who had touched the cracked open nuclear warhead died of radiation poisoning as a result, which would include Sage. While transporting the undetonated warhead to Arnold, Sage unknowingly irradiated himself, which eventually killed him. Several other unnamed stalkers died and three unnamed tower residents. And there were no errors or bloopers listed. All right, we've got five minutes left before we go dark. Let's see what else we can do. Birthdays. We only have one, so let's make it a good one. See Thomas Howell. Uh, he was Hilltop resident number one or a guard. He was uncredited for quite some time. I think there was contractual shenanigans going on. But his birthday is December 7th, and he was born in L.A. Featured music from last episode. Piano trio number two in E-flat minor. Um, it says D929, and I, as a musician, I'm embarrassed to say I don't know what that means. Um, and then it has Roman numeral two, Andante con moto by Kung's backup piano trio. This is what's being played while Strand is being painted. And then Consolation number three, S is in Sam 172 slash R12 by Dag Ashatz, D-A-G, and then uh, A-C-H-A-T-Z. And this is what's playing when Strand comes back after talking to Morgan on the talk box. All righty. It is 8.56. Let's keep going. Not going to do unaccounted for characters. Let's do Talking Dead. Get that out of the way. All right. Tonight's Talking Dead features Lenny James, who plays Morgan, Pollyanna McIntosh, who plays Jadis, slash Anne, Fear executive producer and showrunner Ian Goldberg. Andrew's not with him. World Beyond executive producer Matt Negretti, and the much-anticipated reveal of our surprise guest. And I've heard Scott Gimple debunk that it is not Andy Lincoln. Um, I'm sure it'll be somebody cool, but it's it's supposed to not be Andy. If I find out it's Andy, I'm going to be a little salty just because they made such a big deal how it's not. All right, so I do have an article for discussion about Althea's story in Season 7. I think we may have tried to read this and didn't get a chance to finish it. So I'm going to pull it up, but I'm not going to start reading it. Um, There's a lot of stuff on here that we've already talked about. So I don't know if it's because I've read this article or just I've read things about this topic. I just kind of had it in my pocket for us to be able to discuss. All right. It's 8.58, and Joan had made a comment one fear executive producer on the couch of Walking Dead is already one too many, so grateful it's not both of them. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Andrew and Ian, but we are pretty salty at you guys for some of the mess you've made. Um, so I'm not, you know, sorry, not sorry about that one. Season 7 of Fear is going to take a break after tonight. Just as a reminder, they will come back February 20th, 2022. So mark your calendars and be here. And then we'll have the back eight, as is tradition. And this is the way. All right. I have the article set up. I will read it to you later. I'm actually going to go ahead and go dark because it's not quite 8.59. And I will see you guys at the first commercial break. Okay, guys. It is my understanding from Joan that we're actually on the first break. And now, all of a sudden, my cable has finally fixed itself. Okay. I had a cable problem earlier, so I couldn't see the opening sequence with you. I'm actually kind of watching it at the moment on Xfinity, but I'll get caught up now. Okay. So, anyhow, Joan is starting with 4.5, and I'm going to not rate anything because I couldn't see it. So... After this break, my TV is now working again, so I should be able to see what's going on. My understanding, this opening sequence is pretty rough. There's an AMC original called Frostbite. Okay, now we are back, so I'm going to let you guys go dark, and I'll see you at break number two. Okay, guys, it's 916, 
I am now synced back with my cable so I can be watching the same show you guys are watching. And we are at commercial break number two. Uh, honestly, uh, as far as the plot moving and catching my interest, Jonah started with 4.5, and I actually am going to just be at 4.5. Um, Jonah's also noted that I tend to be a tiny bit behind what she's seeing on her TV, and she's staying at 4.5. She also mentioned that, okay, Alicia is following a dead will and saying he still knows the way to where they need to go. Okay, then. And that's about how I feel about it. I do know that they have established in canon that the majority of walkers have some residual memory, but I really grossly think that's pushing it. Especially because I do have some idea of what Padre is to a point. I don't know how Will would remember that. It's too complex. So I'm not really sure where they're going with this. And like Joan, obviously, I find that kind of ridiculous. So not really sure what's up. All righty. Let's go to the article that I pulled up, and it has spoilers for Reclamation, which was, this was posted by Cameron Bolomono on the 21st. That's Fear the Walking Dead showrunner on ending Althea's story in season seven. Um, all right, we've got time for this. Co-showrunner Andrew Chambliss explains the open-ended exit for Althea as the first major departure for this season's for this season of fear. Reclamation reveals the Civic Republic military's return to Walking Dead spinoff when the helicopter group dispatches a reclamation team to target and eliminate Ground 17, who is AWOL CRM pilot and Alice Flightiglove of interest Isabel. With help from friends Morgan and Grace, video journalist Al gets the fear version of a happy ending when she stops chasing stories and starts chasing Isabel. Quote, this episode marks Al's last appearance this season, Chambliss confirmed, on AMC Plus's Fear the Walking Dead episode Insider. I think that's our new interview place now. They don't seem to be doing the interviews other places anymore. Keeping an eye on, oh, here's Talking Dead, Lenny James, Pollyanna, Ian, Matt Negretti, and surprise guests that they're still not telling. Right, so I guess we're going to have to wait until 1130 to find out who the hell that's going to be. All right, so that's fine and well. Okay, back to the article. In Al's history on the show, we have seen her filming other people, asking other people questions. In this episode, we actually see her on the side of the camera. We see her in these stolen moments that she had with Isabel just before the bombs went off, added Chambliss on the nuclear warheads that detonated in the explosive end of season six, where Isabel went AWOL piloting the CRM chopper that airlifted Al's friends out of the blast zone. It speaks to the way that Isabel is able to get at who Al really is. And by the way, out of curiosity, um, Joan, if you happen to remember, I was pretty certain that when those bombs went off, they were not national. And I've seen some arguing in various Facebook groups around this show. People are saying that the bombs are everywhere. And I don't think that's true. I thought they were just a small little arsenal. And native to Texas. All right, we are back. I will see you guys at break number three. Okay, it is 9.28. We've got almost 45 minutes because the show's going over. Jonah's staying at 4.5. I'm going to go to 4.75 only just because of some plot movement that Strand saw Alicia. And that's gotten out on the table now. But. Yeah, Joan has mentioned uh, a couple things. Uh, first, the corpse is supposed to be Senator, what's his name, not Will? Okay, they mean the corpse, the senator is the one that was in the building that was biting people. And the corpse does look like the same person, but... We know that Will died and his jaw was messed up a certain particular way. 
Uh, Jonah's also mentioned, uh, sorry, I, I was impressed by Alicia's nurse's steal in the beginning, but this, as usual, is devolving into a hot mess of a plot. And Joe says, sorry, Strand, seeing Alicia is not enough for me. And that's fine. I'm not judging that whatsoever. This is all perfectly fine. Hold on just a quick second. I have a cat emergency. Apologies. I had to yell at a cat, and I did not want to do that in y'all's ear. Okay, so I'm going to 475, but I'm very going to be a hard sell about anything higher. Um, It's 929. Let me see what I can do with the article if we have enough time. Uh, Let's keep going. Coming full circle to Morgan's first meeting with Al and John Dory when he crossed over from The Walking Dead to Fear in the season four episode, What's Your Story? The episode climaxes with Al on the other end of her camera in a video interview conducted by Morgan. Quote, one of the last scenes between Al and Morgan is an interview where Morgan says he saved Al's life, so she owes him an interview. <coughs> and that's a direct callback to the fact that Al saves Morgan's life way back in 401, What's Your Story? And said that meant he owed her interview, explained Chambliss. He's asking her these questions because he wants her to have to confront the fact that she's the obstacle staying in the way right now between a reunion with Isabel, the woman she loves. As Dory said before his death in Delahunt's final episode of season six, it's not too late. It's never too late. End quote. It's not a lesson forgotten in what is, at least for now, Grace's exit episode of Fear. And by this we mean Maggie Grace, not Grace the character. All right. Uh, another commercial, so let's keep going. The episode was very much a callback to Alan Morgan's first episode on Fear the Walking Dead, and that episode has, of course, had one more person in it, and that was John Dory, Chambliss said. Even though he's not with these characters, we can feel him there because Morgan is moving forward with the lessons he learned, and Al is hearing kind of the echoes of everything that John Dory would have said if he was standing there in this episode, telling Alan she's got to get on that helicopter and try to find Isabel. After Morgan puts a target on his back to help Al take out the two men reclamation one, a transmission from the CRM reveals the transponder on ground 17's helicopter gives away Isabel's location. They're not going to stop until they find her unless Al finds Isabel first. Uh, we have a little more time. Morgan tells Al she's part of the story, helping her get over her fear of losing Isabel or herself. And I'm stalling because I think we're about to go back. And we are... I'll see you guys at break number four. Okay, guys, it's 941. I think we're just at break number four, if memory serves. I was at 475. Joan is staying at 45, but only because she's not allowed to go lower, which... We've made exceptions when there was a really egregious thing going on, but I'm actually mildly surprised by that. Um, I can only assume that Alicia didn't actually get bit. I don't know, because they're being so cagey about the whole thing. that It kind of seems like maybe he bit into something that wasn't actually Alicia, but she's letting them think she got bit. So Victor will fuck off. I'm not clear. Um Joan is staying at four five, and I was at four seven five. I, you know, I'm willing to go to five because this may have been a huge plot complication where Alicia got bit, and I'm surprised they're doing that. And I don't believe Alicia Debnam Carey was on the list for Talking Dead. No, Lenny James, Pollyanna. Ian Goldberg, Matt Negretti, and surprise guest. And I'm wondering if it's going to be Alicia and if something's going to happen to her. You know, you got to understand why I would think that. All right. Uh, let me check on the article because I don't think I finished it. All righty. When Morgan learns that there is, in fact, a person who Al has feelings for and a person who helped Al save everyone, His desire to risk his own life to help Al is all about wanting Al to be able to experience something like that, Chambliss said. Morgan kind of invoking his biggest fear, the thing we heard him say when he first joined Fear the Walking Dead, I lose people and then I lose myself, and really spoke to his fear of opening himself up to human connection because there 
many great things that come along with that friendship, companionship, love, but all at the same time, it carries a great risk in the zombie apocalypse. It's not uncommon to lose the people around you just like that. Reclamation ends with Al and Isabel reuniting at a cabin in the Great Smoky Mountains where the AWOL CRM soldier watches the recording of her breakup with Al. Destroying her camera, Al stops chasing the story to go on the run with Isabel. All right. Um, <coughs> let me keep going. While we were giving them the Fear the Walking Dead version of a happy ending, we wanted to be clear that it wasn't going to be easy, Chambliss said. We kind of landed on this idea of having Al interview that she had done with Isabel to be playing in the background. It spoke to Isabel's love for Al that she's in the cabin watching the tape and she's obviously still thinking about her. But at the same time, it allowed someone to voice all the practical concerns that they would have to face. Chambliss added, what that did is essentially allowed Al to speak to the fact that their love for each other, the fact they can be together, can outweigh all this negative. That's about the best happy ending you can get in the Walking Dead universe. And that is the end of the article um, in a weird and awkward commercial for gum. Okay, I'm going to go down here. Um, Talking Dead tonight we've covered, and we are actually at World Beyond Notes, although we've got probably another half hour. So I didn't know if I really wanted to get into that yet. We, we'll we go ahead and we'll start it. World Beyond uh, it's supposed to start at 10, but it's going to be closer to 1014. Uh, tonight's World Beyond episode is entitled The Last Light. Official AMC synopsis is really sanitized. The remaining members of the group fight back enemies, both living and dead, on their quest to save the future. That's been the whole damn thing. Tonight is the series finale. World Beyond ends tonight. I do have an additional synopsis, and we are back, and I'll read it to you guys at break number six. Okay, guys, it's 9.54. we got about 20 minutes left. And Joan and I are sitting here in what-the-fuck land. You know, I'm out of five. I'm staying at a five because now I'm in Joan's shoes like I would probably go lower. Yeah, she, oh, I'm struggling with the score. Go on without me, as she says. I, you know what? Right there with you, sister. So, you know, first off, I'm wondering how the hell was she bitten twice? And then we get an answer. But so magically, Will found her a mechanical hand like Daryl's brother. Um, and Joan says, it looks more grotesque than that, like they burned away all the flesh and left the bones or something. It looks like her bones, but not sure how. I'm not sure how either. That hand doesn't make any damn sense, nor would they have the doctor technology to do shit like that. So I really just don't know what the bloody hell, so to speak, literally is going on. Um, so she cuts her own arm off and then miraculously doesn't bleed out. And has a, it, there's way too much deus ex machina going on in this hot mess. All right. Uh, that is my fussing for the moment. Let's go back and do the other um, synopsis for World Beyond since it's going to be extra long tonight. And this is by Ray Fluke at BleedingCool.com. It says, Walking Dead World Beyond, finale exclusive, no going back now. While this weekend is clearly an important one for AMC's Fear of the Walking Dead as it heads into its mid-season finale with an impressive run, by someone's opinion, of seventh season episodes that continue the original spinoff series renaissance, no, it would be safe to say that the series finale of Walking Dead World Beyond will be grabbing huge chunks of the TWD universe family's attention because it's no longer just about the end game and the war between Hope, Iris, Silas, Elton, and the resistance and the forces of CRM. As we learned over the last few weeks, what's left and who's standing will have repercussions throughout the Walking Dead universe. So it seems only right and with a heavy heart that we present the following exclusive preview of Sunday night's The Last Light, looking back on when our four heroes began their journey before having a brief look just how much they've changed over the course of two seasons. Um, so there's a preview video, which I obviously can't show you guys. And then uh, da, 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 it's just the summary and who's directing and all that stuff, and we'll get to that in a moment. 
Season two of The Walking Dead World Beyond concludes the epic story of Iris, Elton, and Silas, four friends who journeyed across the country on a mission that transformed everything they knew about themselves and the world. As they face off against the mysterious Civic Republic military and fight for control of their own destiny, goals will shift, bonds will form and crumble, and innocence will be both lost and found. Uh, Weird shit, weird shit. A whole bunch of stuff about the cast. Okay, that's all I had to say. All right, Ray, that was really kind of not impressive. Although I'm kind of digging this guy in the commercial who's got hot pink jammies on and is having some kind of weird-ass dream about burritos. I don't know what the hell all that's about. Alrighty, let's go to the other article that I had started reading, you guys, last week. We didn't have time to finish. It was about why Jadis takes on Father Gabriel's name. And I will have to figure out where I left off in the story. Because I'm not going to read you the whole thing all over again. That was from Cameron Bellamono as well. And we're still in a commercial. So let's see if I can find... Uh... Do, do, do. Oh, you know what? I, I really have finished this. Okay. Um, all right. So let's do writers and directors profiles. Oh, we don't have, we probably don't have time because we have a preview of World Beyond, which is going to be coming up at quarter after. And we're back. So I'll see you guys at break number six. Okay, guys, we are back. It's 10.05. Joan is still at 4.5. I'm staying at 5 because, honestly, randomly killing Alicia at this point is a stupid plot device. This is weak. Y'all can do better than that. And I think it would have been much more interesting if Alicia, like, somehow had a strange immunity to it or could fight it off because that would actually turn a tide and be interesting. Um, so that spotlight that Alicia thought might be Padre is Victor's spotlight. And so the good Senator lent them to Victor's place because that's what the dad do. The whole remember who they were thing is bullshit. I basically, Alicia insisting she's still dying is BS too. I don't think it's BS. I'm not sure what she was hooked up to when she was asleep, but she slept for a week after amputating her arm and being bitten. And remember that Herschel cut his leg off and made it. So there is some precedence to that, but I don't really understand exactly what happened to her. So I don't really understand what all is going on now. Maybe she just has an infection, and it's not an infection that has to do with turning into a walker. All right, so there's Venom... And now there's Milky, there's, uh, not Milky Way, the stupid M&Ms. All right, that's the end of the article, and we have writers and directors profiles um, that I want to get out of the way for World Beyond. Tonight's episode of World Beyond, which is going to be on at 10.15 roughly, not too long from now, was written by Matt Negretti, Mai Goldsmith, and Carson Moore, and directed by Lauren Iaconelli. And I'm going to do, there's Talking Dead. And he still hasn't told us who the secret person is going to be. Um, so Matt Negretti's profile. Matthew Matt Negretti is an American screenwriter and producer known for his work on shows such as Unfabulous, The Walking Dead, and White Collar. For Disney, he served as a writer, storyboard artist, and executive producer for the Disney Channel animated series American Dragon, Jake Long. He also served as a writer for Kim Possible. Matt has 96 various Walking Dead franchise producer credits, co-executive producer for 48 episodes, 2016 to 19, supervising producer for 16 episodes, 2015 to 16, producer for 16 episodes, 2014 to 15, and co-producer for 16 episodes, 2013 to 14. Matt has 23 Walking Dead writer's credits, starting with Indifference, season four, episode four in 2013, His latest prior work for Walking Dead was Season 9, Episode 16, The Storm, uh, season finale, or first season finale. And we're in a commercial, so I'll keep going. He is the showrunner for Walking Dead World Beyond. 
He has creator and writer credits, as well as executive producer credits for the entirety of World Beyond. He wrote four episodes and only wrote one alone. World Beyond Season 1, Episode 1, Brave with Scott Gemple. Season 1, Episode 10, In This Life with Ben Sokolowski and Maya Goldsmith. Season 2, Episode 1, Consequence, He Wrote Alone. And tonight's episode, Season 2, Episode 10, The Last Light with Maya Goldsmith and Carson Moore. And now we're back. I'll see you guys at break number six, I guess. I'm going to jump in here real quick because it's 1014, and I think we are about to switch over to World Beyond. I'm going to end on a five and leave it. Also, Fear resumes April 17th, so they're going to let Walking Dead Classic run another eight episodes, and then Fear will follow. So let's go straight into World Beyond, and I'll talk to you guys at the first break. Okay, it's 10.18. We are at the first commercial break for World Beyond, which is going until 11.30 tonight. The audio of the show will cut off before that's over. So, you know, hopefully you guys can just watch it at home and think of me being all sad. Um, Anyhow, Jonah's starting with a 5, and, you know, I'm actually going to start with a 4.75 because there wasn't much to that beginning except, like, going back over stuff from the first episode. There was no reason for that. 20 episodes total in this series. We didn't need that. Um, Just grabbing a couple comments from the end. Jonah says, he's going up to five for the ending of Fear. I hope Alicia burns Victor's house to the ground. Figuratively, she should actually take it over. I'm not sure she still can because those other guys are bombing it pretty bad and polluting it. And I'm really sick and tired of Fucking up the only possible place that anybody can live as a trope and a plot device. I'm done. Um, Joan also says, can't believe I'm saying this, but thank goodness for World Beyond. It means fear is over till April. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that was an interesting juxtaposition opening, the very beginning and now, starting with a five. And that's what Joan's got to say on that. Um, we are back, though. So I'll see you guys at break two. Okay, it's 1027. I don't really quite understand what just happened with the gas, but uh, Jonah's staying at five. I am willing to go to a five, but I don't know about much higher just yet. We shall see. I had mentioned that I don't really get Anne. I was so convinced that her part in CRM was double agency. Um, and Joan mentioned, yeah, but she always did love her some ideology. Well, did she? First the trash heaps as art, then trying to make it as part of Alexandria. Now this, of course, using Gabriel's last name is puzzling. Not so much going back the name Jadis, but the last name. Yeah, no, I I get what you're getting at. I don't know what that is to her exactly. It's all very strange. Um So I'm not entirely sure what to make of all of it. Uh, anyway, let me see. I had profiles. Yes, writers and directors profiles. Uh, yeah, we are still in commercial. Matt Negretti's I hadn't finished. Um, he was on The Talking Dead five times. 2017 after Walking Dead Classics Say Yes, Season 7, Episode 12. 2019 after Season 8, Episode 11, Bounty. September 2020, The Walking Dead Universe Preview Special. 2020, Walking Dead, Season 9, Episode 21, The Deepest Cut. Slash World Beyond, Season 1, Episode 1, In This Life. And October 2021, Season 10, Episode 7, Promises Broken. Uh, which would have been world beyond. All right. Uh, Second profile is Maya Goldsmith. 
Mike Goldsmith is a producer and writer known for Pretty Little Liars, 2010, How to Get Away with Murder, 2014, and Rails and Ties in 2007. There's no easily found biographical data on her at this time. Maybe there will be later. 2008 and 9, she was an assistant to executive producer for Lipstick Jungle, story editor and executive story editor for Pretty Little Liars, 2011 to 13. Her first writing was Lipstick Jungle, then the collection, Pretty Little Liars and How to Get Away with Murder. Goldsmith was a producer for the collection, Pretty Little Liars and How to Get Away with Murder. Um, She is a co-executive producer for All of World Beyond. Tonight is her fifth time writing an episode in the Walking Dead franchise, first being Season 1, Episode 16, Shadow Puppets of World Beyond. Second is Season 1, Episode 9, The Deepest Cut with Ben Sokolowski. Third is Season 1, Episode 10, Finale in This Life, co-written with Matt Negretti and Ben Sokolowski. Fourth is Season 2, Episode 4, Families of Four-Letter Word by herself. And tonight's episode, Season 2, Episode 10, The Last Light with Matt Negretti. And I'm double-checking. We were in a phone commercial, but I'm not sure how much longer. All right, Carson Moore, the last writer. There's no personal information I can find on Carson. Carson Moore is a producer and writer based in L.A., known for The Closer, 2005, Major Crimes, 2012, Walking Dead, World Beyond. Writing tonight's episode is Carson's third work in the franchise and second episode written. First one was Foothold, Season 2, Episode 2. We are back. I'll see you guys at the next break. Okay, guys, we are back with, I think, break number three. Uh, It's 1037, but we know we're going until almost 1130. So got a long ways to go. Uh, Joan is at 525. I'm really kind of struggling because some of these plot points are taking way too long to get to. So, you know, I'm definitely team world beyond has gotten better than fear, but I still think that considering this is the last episode ever, they're spending way too much time on minutia and not enough really moving things along. So I'm, I'm going to stay at five for now. But, you know, that's fine. Um, And, yeah, Joan points out, Huck's going to sacrifice herself, I bet. Either that or possibly Silas is. I'm not – somebody's going to stay behind and do it. Um, Not really sure exactly where that's going to go yet, but it'll be interesting. Let me see. Okay, we finished that. Let's go back to the profiles. Okay, Carson Moore, we covered – Well, no, I don't think I finished his stuff. Let's see. He wrote the series finale along with Matt Negretti and Maya Goldsmith. His first work in the franchise was simultaneously to be co-executive producer for season two, starting with last week's opening episode. Um, Lauren Iaconelli is the director. Not much is known about Lauren's bio or personal details. American Society of Cinematographers, new ASC member Lauren Iaconelli grew up Surrounded by the film industry, her father, Steve, was a veteran cinematographer who became a member of the ASC in 1996. Her mother, Yvonne, served as a production supervisor. As a student at California State University, Iaconelli studied psychology, but soon after graduation, she found herself following in her father's footsteps. Iaconelli first entered the camera department as a film loader and climbed the ranks. She worked as a second AC on the comedy features Never Been Kissed, and the out-of-towners before moving up to first AC on projects such as the procedural drama Without a Trace and documentary feature The Kid Stays in the Picture. She then moved on to serve as camera operator on such series as Heroes, True Blood, Life, Brothers and Sisters, Lie to Me, In Plain Sight, and Ray Donovan. During this time, mentors included Sidney Seidel, ASC, and Matthew Jensen, ASC, um, gave Iaconelli opportunities to shoot additional photography and she served as second unit DP on Glee. Um, Iaconelli was able to transition from operator to director of photography on Ray Donovan and since then she has photographed C- 
series including House of Lies, Shameless, The Chai, and Animal Kingdom. She's also the first daughter of an active ASC member to be invited to join the society, Steve Iaconelli, who died in 2003. The cinematographer currently serves on the National Executive Board of Local 600, and uh, this was from BritishCinematographer.co.uk. Um, oh, that is a commercial, and I'm not sure what's going on with it. Something about Four Christmases. She has two director's credits, both for TV shows in 2019. She has seven cinematographer credits since 2014, Ray Donovan, Bones, House of Lies, Shameless, The Shy, and Animal Kingdom. She has 28 camera and photography credits back to 1999, including Heroes, True Blood, Glee, Bones, and many more. Directing tonight's episode is the fifth work of any kind she's done within the franchise, uh, the first being World Beyond Season 1, Episode 8, The Sky is a Graveyard, second is Season 2, Episode 1, Consequence, third is Season 2, Episode 2, Foothold, and fourth is Season 2, Episode 9, Last Week, Death and the Dead. And we are back, and I'll see you guys at break number five. Okay, it's 10.51. We've still got almost 40 minutes in theory. Now I'm kind of ticked. So, okay, I'm going to go to 5.5. Although it's not really necessarily that I'm enjoying this. It's just major plot points are moving. That's the only reason I'm doing it. Um, so Jonas said some of this goes back to when Jadis lost her trash people and I'm like, she said Rick was a B, but he was an A, but people that are an A were bitten because they were going to go in the program because they wanted to catch them while they were still alive to watch them die and watch how they behave. So Jadis said he was a B, but. Joan says, I didn't hear her say he was bitten, but that's the thing. Is she just now said he wasn't, I said he was a B, but he was an A or something. And Huck joining her father, Elton joining his mom and sister, enough already. Uh, Joan's a 525, but we're both sitting here going, you know, if if all this is going to be is the mid-season finale and then the series finale and the best that they can do on major plot point wrap-ups is to just start killing the major characters, that is fucking weak sauce. Y'all could have done a whole lot better given all these guys' heroic outs. And you don't have to kill so many of them. It just isn't necessary after everything they've already survived. It's dumb that they would just die like that. Uh, let me go back to my notes and see what we can do. Uh, we were in the middle of Lauren Iaconelli's profile. Um, this is uh, directing tonight's episode... Oh, I did finish that. Yeah, okay, so we're up to trivia. The Last Light, Season 2, Episode 10, series finale, first and last appearance. Oh, see, this is going to get interesting. Joan, did you see this yet? I don't think this has happened. I think this is this is probably going to be a little bit of a spoiler. I'm going to warn you now. Go to the bathroom or get a drink if you care. But this was posted. First and last appearance in World Beyond of Edwin Jenner on videotape. He is the CDC doctor in Season 1, Episode 6 of The Walking Dead Classic that told Rick that everybody was infected. So he's supposed to be on video in this episode, and I didn't recall seeing him so far, so I guess he'll be towards the end. This is the last appearance of Iris, Hope, Silas, Elton, Felix, Jennifer, Leopold, Will Campbell, Elizabeth Kublek, last appearance of Anne in World Beyond, which means she's going to be in something else, probably a Walking Dead classic. Graham, Indira, Asha, Frank Newton, Diane, Terry Ellis, Dr. Amanda Siegel, last appearance of the Civic Republic of the Campus Colony in a flashback, and in World Beyond of the CRM. Uh, obviously because the series is ending. As of this episode, Natalie Gold, who played Lila Belshaw, and Ted Sutherland, who played Perry, were removed from opening credits, and this is the last episode ever of World Beyond. Co-stars tonight, Susan Savoy as Dr. Amanda Siegel, Carrie Van Dries, female, as person with laptop, the character is credited as person with laptop, and Orianne Landa as person with gun. 
who's male. No uncredited deaths will be TBA. And then we have trivia for last week. We're still in the commercials, so let's do that. Season 2, Episode 9, Death of the Dead. 19th episode of World Beyond Ever. Last appearance of Perry. Mason Beale. Webb. Dr. Eversall. Samuel Abbott. Lila Belshaw. Amanda or- Amelia Ortiz. And Jesse Gallegos. Webb, upgraded from co-star to also starring in this episode. All right, we are back. I'll see you guys at the next break. Jumping on real quick to say goodnight to people. We've got 60 seconds till this cuts off. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you guys February 20th. Mark your calendars. 